Well, hello and uh, welcome to the 14 questions. Or as Dan is apt to say, welcome back. Well, you know, just a shout out, you know, for folks that keep listening to us. So anyhow, how you been? Ah, living the dream. Not sure who's, but I am. There you go. We do have Teddy in the studio. He wasn't here last time. I know. It's, it's so bizarre to not have the dog yeah. hanging out on the floor as we record. But he's here. But he's here, making noise. Oh, he just heard his name. That's yeah. kind of funny. So you had a good weekend. You took some time off, I guess. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it time off. I got out of town. Got out of town. But, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. You know. How was that? Yeah, it's good. Cool. Hanging out. I'm part of house shopping and whatnot. Interesting. Anyhow, so uh, some stuff's going on, apparently. And again, we're not talking about aliens this episode. We're going to get to that, folks. Slowly but surely for them. The UFOs. one guy out there that keeps asking us to cover aliens and UFOs. You know who you are. Yes, we'll get there. It's kind of funny. This is pretty close, though. And then, we, then we're going to pivot to something like sort of like related, unrelated. But I don't know. Do we want to play the sound of burning a couple of million bucks? And yeah, folks will know what we're going to talk if about. If you were a billionaire philanthropist, you could feed the homeless or... You could start a space tourism industry to the tune of quarter million dollar tickets. I don't know. I but don't it know. is kind of fascinating regardless. That's a, maybe a it cheap is. shot there. Uh, but kudos, a little bit. kudos on these guys for getting these programs up and running one way or the other. Because I think space travel is important. It's fascinating. And, well, anytime you privatize a thing, it tends to grow and advance much more quickly. So, of course, we're talking about the uh, space flight that actually took place this week. This week, I know. Sir Richard Branson. Yeah. So, kind of a fascinating history there, right? Virgin Atlantic and then Virgin Galactic. and They've been at it for a long time, it seems like. It, it, it does, but I'll tell you, I was actually shocked, um, surprisingly, when you look at it, like when you look at what Bezos is doing. It hasn't been that many years, really. Well, Branson, though. Branson's been at it for, Branson's been at for, it, a, yeah, while. for, for a while. Yeah, it seems like I was still in my teens when they first started this uh, yes. like suborbital flight program uh, that they've been working on forever and ever and ever. And I mean, good for them. I mean, I, you know, I didn't, I went to high, you know, high school. I wasn't thinking about, you know, hey, I want to go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you thought about it at least for one day. Yeah, I was thinking about other things. Well, there you have it. But then again, I'm not a cabillionaire, right? So I don't own, you know, airlines and I guess space things. Yeah, it turns out once you make enough money, you get to, I mean, you got Branson, you got Bezos, you have Musk. Yeah. And all three of them are just like, eh, yeah. let's, let's do the space thing. It's a it's a new space race. So for folks, if you if you haven't heard, so Branson actually, you know, and I was I was a little nervous for the guy. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing to do. That's no joke. I'd be more nervous for the test pilots that went before him. Right. I mean, there is that. Yeah. But it, it's still, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, anything, a lot of things can go wrong. And, you know, wow. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, so this week, I forget what when, when it was exactly. This Was this Monday or something? I can't remember exactly what day it was. Or no, it was last week. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was last week. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been last Thursday or Friday, I think. Yeah, something like that. So they had a, a successful thing. And if people haven't looked, the in, interior of that craft is is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah, if you yeah. want to Google a thing. but uh, And then there's this whole discussion. Maybe we need to clarify. Do you, you know the rules on this? Like I do not know. The whole flight, Branson's flight's not going quite as high as Bezos' flight. and Oh, the argument of whether or not it's actual space, space travel. Space, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because technically I, I think it is. But then uh, what's the name of the, the line? There's a line that Branson's flight doesn't cross, and I wish I had it off the top of my yeah. head. But they argue that, oh, it's not true space travel, but then again, NASA will still give you astronaut wings for getting close to that line and not crossing it. So I would say NASA gets to make the judgment call. If you get the wings, right? If you get the wing, if you got astronaut wings, you went to space. Yes. Or you went to like the NASA museum and bought them at the <laughs> gift shop. <laughs> but I don't think they're quite the same. Yeah. True enough. And, and the other thing is, I mean, I guess the, the other scary thing is, you know, when you're doing that, right, you can actually like break free and get lost if you, if you don't actually have things dialed in right. Yeah, if the math is wrong, it could go horribly, horribly sideways very quickly. Yeah. So, um, and then what Bezos is leaving, I had this up on my screen here just a second ago. So he's leaving like next week or something. So the Verge covered this. Uh, That's pretty soon. Yeah, so this article was uh, July 13th, 2021. Um, let me make sure I got that right. Yeah, it's The Verge, that article that I was reading. So he is set to launch. It's looking like uh, next Tuesday with live broadcasting starting at like 7.30 a.m. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting because Bezos kind of had a lot of a lot of press and publicity leading up to this. And then Branson just came out of nowhere and it's like, Hey, I've been doing this for a while and uh, I'm going up right now. Right now. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Sit tight. Kind of jumped the gun like, on it. Boom. Which good on him. Yeah. And then I forget. So Bezos is going up there on blue origin. Right. And he's taken his, I think he's taken his brother and uh, Wally Funk. So I think a couple of people and then, oh, oh, and then the people that actually, didn't he like raffle that whole thing off? For a couple extra folks in there, I know they had talked about that. I wasn't sure if they it's had. A, oh, it is. It's right here under the in this article. It's an undisclosed fourth passenger who paid twenty eight million dollars during an auction for the seat. Again, I, I I'd, I'd kind of be. I mean, I'd be intrigued, but I think I'd be scared shitless. I would totally do it if I had a spare twenty eight million laying around. Would you really? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It wouldn't freak you out. Oh, I would be absolutely. Like pissing my pants, but I would definitely right. do it. Given the opportunity, I would I would definitely take it. Interesting. I mean, I've jumped out of a plane and stuff, so that can't be that much scarier. I think that's a different ride. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so and the other interesting thing is you can't just do this. Like the FAA is involved and you can't just... You know, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's some regulations as as these things grow. I mean, the FAA is involved just for interstate airline traffic, right? Right. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to leave the planet, <laughs> turns out they may want to know a thing or two about you. Yeah. So, and and again, slightly different approaches, right? So Branson's approach was basically plane goes into the air, 
gets high enough, the small rockety plane is underneath of it, and then is lets go and then blasts into the mm-hmm. outer atmosphere. Yeah. Where Bezos is doing the, the old school. Yeah, traditional, more traditional rocket launch. Rocket, yeah. And, I mean, there are arguments for both, right? You know, it's it's how do you get a thing to an altitude where then it can leave our right. atmosphere? And uh, what's the most efficient way to do that and return? Well, it's the return part that would, would make me rather concerned. Like the whole capsule jumping off the end of a rocket and crashing down towards Earth again. And if you get that far and then the parachutes and... <laughs> You know where you, where it's going to land. Yeah, well, I mean, they figured out most of that. Again, they it's pretty predictable. Really? Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's pretty predictable. I'll go with that. Yeah. So, but this is not what intrigued us. We got sidetracked here for a second in the yeah. opening, but what we're really going to talk about is the whole nose art thing. Yeah, it turns out some of these things have uh, have depictions of generally women. Yeah. Um, well, traditionally, I should say, like nose art on yeah. aircraft and military aircraft and thing. But, you know, virgin virgin planes have always had these, and they call them yeah. the virgin girls. Yeah, it's wild. Um, Although yeah, they they've done some the spacecraft. and Yeah. Well, you want to jump to break real fast before we uh, actually get into some of that yeah. interesting history and stuff that goes on? Yeah, we'll take a quick break. All right, sit tight. We'll be right back. questions yeah good to be back we should uh it's been a long 15 seconds right <laughs> wow well, a little longer than that went a little crazy opened more windows on my computer so before i forget the um the article that i was referencing from the verge was joey roulette uh published july 1 2021 um just so folks know and then you, you looked a few things up too since we brought them up i did yeah so and again i think you wanted to give a shout out to wally funk um, simply because that's a, that's of the a, whole story behind her being involved with Bezos's flight uh, next week, which is really fascinating. Yeah. So the um, now that you brought that up, I'm going to jump over here to the uh, the Oklahoma uh, Jana Hayes of the Oklahoma published actually today at 11:22 a.m. Uh, Central Time. Um, <clears throat> the title of it is "No One Has Waited Longer." Wally Funk's journey from rejection at NASA to joining Jeff Bezos' space flight. So, folks, if you haven't followed this story, um, I'm going to read into it. It's pretty interesting. There were several female astronauts that trained up, did a thing. Way back when. Way back when, back in the 60s. Yeah. And uh, we're just sort of told, like, "Eh, yeah, you're not going. Yeah. We're not sure about sending women to space yet. Which... Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah, it is. Go through all the training, qualify, and then be told, well, you're just the wrong sex. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I, I guess I'll give them credit. It's cool they did a thing. Like, they, Yeah, no, it's amazing. You, you know, that they, it's unfortunate they never got the opportunity to actually go do a thing they were qualified to do. But right. 
now she does. So that's, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. So I think the, the article references, she's like 82. And, um, I don't know if you trained for space back then, you're probably, you know, pretty ready for a thing and fit and right, still at 82. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like, like that's a lot good of G forces happening. Yeah. But that, I mean, cool of Bezos in the group. I, I, I want yeah, no, to dive down and figure out awesome. the backstory of the backstory of this. Like, did they just say like, maybe they know each other. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I, I don't know anything about the background of that, but I'd be curious to find out more yeah. how that came to be and came together and what a cool opportunity for her, you know, cause I'm sure I would feel like kind of a big regret in her shoes had I done a thing and then never had the opportunity to actually travel, you know, to, to space. And so what a, what a cool yeah. thing to circle back to at the end of your life and go, holy shit, this is actually going to happen. I can't imagine the, the excitement involved there. Yeah. And I mean, you know, maybe they just needed someone experienced. <laughs> <laughs> we need at least one qualified person to go on this trip. I mean, I'd want to run that. If I was going up there, it's been like, yeah, yeah, we got this. You know, it's 2021 now. Yeah, I mean, you know, she'd be fine. Yeah. She'll be like, yeah, you might want to check that switch over there. It doesn't look right. <laughs> so maybe there's a reason. But that, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty magnificent. So yeah. anyhow, and then you checked a few things, right? So yeah. I was trying to remember the name of, of the line that delineates earth from space and informally it's known as the, as the Carmen line on uh, this the guy, um, who it's named after was, was kind of a polymath and crunched a lot of numbers and went, you know, theoretically space would start where. We no longer have enough atmosphere for planes to fly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no universally agreed upon boundary, but this is the informal boundary, which is at 84 kilometers. So that's that's the argument. Really? Because Branson's flight, I don't know the official number, what was going to go between 80 and 90 kilometers. So arguably he may not cross the line and actually be in space. Uh, whereas Bezos has always planned to be 100 kilometers just to be safe, I, I guess. Which in, in again you can get in sucked billionaire, out like, you know, like it, bragging rights competitions, maybe these things make sense. I don't know. It but, got on that petition. Know, you, you have your own personal spacecraft for, like for reentry. <laughs> that was kinda of funny. But uh yeah, so where were you so then we noticed, so I noticed this whole thing. So Virgin and Virgin Airlines have done this, as you mentioned, for years. They do the art. You know, specifically they do um the nose art. And then so we yeah. started digging around this and you know more about this history than, than I do, but it was, it was kind of, kind of fascinating. Yeah, no, it's, it's really fascinating, you know, because this, this started with really uh, the Germans and the Italians uh, with their aircraft and whatnot. And, they and would, the French apparently. Yeah. The French did too. And you know, they would paint these things. World War II, it was huge. Um, to try to be intimidating. Excuse me. Oh, nice job there, Brandon. That's, I thought I had it on do not disturb occasionally. There you go. You know, things happen over here in the 14 questions. But yeah, so they started, that goes to the whole, that's nose art, but that's the shark teeth and stuff, I think was the one I came across. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of them. And then like, you know, these pinup girl type art pieces and, and whatnot, out of the point, it, it almost became like its own form of folk art. I think it's the articles I read, it, they basically said yes. And then they also said you know, it's kind of right in there with that genre we've covered before in terms of like graffiti and stuff, you know, and like, you know, sometimes they were signed, sometimes they're not signed. Yeah. And 
definitely weren't sanctioned very often. No, in, in a, in especially a, on military aircraft. But well, going know, to the, were the whole to look tagging, the other way. tagging and spraying, right? Like throwing a marrow up, like Banksy does. I mean, some of that stuff's just absolutely awesome. So maybe they were like, "Oh, let these folks do a thing." I don't see why not. Like, I mean, it's you know, you know. It's uniformity, the military, like you know. I, again, if it's my plane and I fly it, and I'm going to go down with it, well, let me personalize it a bit, right? Some of the more interesting stuff I came across there was. Um, you know, they have tail numbers and this and that and the other, but both to recognize them, you know, on the tarmac and up in the air. And then, you know, unfortunately, some of these planes crashed. Um, they were able to actually identify some of these planes because of the unique art on them and stuff like that uh, during, you know, recovery, yeah. you know, recon stuff. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, you find a little scrap and you go, oh, yeah, we, we know who's who that belonged to, right? But it's, I feel like it's definitely within its own genre. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's its own thing. That's fascinating. I used to go to the, uh, the United States Air Force Museum up in Ohio frequently as a child. And so many of the planes, like that was the entertaining part. I mean, the planes themselves were really cool and awesome and amazing. But then just checking out the artwork on all of these decommissioned planes yeah. was, was like another trip around the museum unto itself. Super, super fun and yeah. interesting. Was there any was there any side museum information regarding maybe who did it or I mean I'm sure probably the Man. time and you know when it was done and stuff like that but I'm sure there are because there's so many little plaques throughout gotcha. that about yeah. things uh, it's been probably fifteen to twenty years since my last trip there but if you ever get a chance you should definitely go uh, it's a super neat facility so saw some shark mouth stuff. That's its own. So bringing up that this is a genre, you know, the pinup girl thing was a thing. The shark mouse were a thing, stuff like that. But there's some kind of really cool stuff online about, you know, painting planes. Yeah. And it wasn't easy to do. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's, I can imagine it would be. They didn't bring you like a kit. Like <laughs> they were having to use it like, on a ladder and did it your damn self. Right? Yeah. They just improvised a lot of time. Like, Oh, we got some fuel over here. We don't have turpentine, you know, go find some paint somewhere. Yeah. So it's, it's to that degree, I can really appreciate it. You know, they're not walking over there with like, you know, their handy kit of like, they went to the art store and like, I'm yeah. here to do the front of the I, plane. I guys. bought a stencil. Let's do the thing. Yeah. yeah that no. didn't go down like that, but it is interesting. And then that, that style of artwork is kind of, made its way off of planes and onto cars at times. Yeah. And, and, it, and everything else, you know, it's definitely. And then the other neat thing I came across, other than what I've got to mention, I think maybe before the break, we mentioned this or maybe not, but like Bezos rocket has a whole feather painted on the side of it, but I guess that's their logo. So that makes sense. Yeah. But to this day, even the commercials, so jumping, not even the, what was going on and, you know, fighting wars and militaries and military and stuff, some of the commercial nose art and then actual plane art is kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, I researched a few of those. So yeah, if, you, if you want to Google a thing, you know, there's, there's one plane that, you know, that sort of comes up and the search is high up, you know, it's a, it's a shark, but the whole thing is a shark. Yeah, the entire plane, just yeah, just a big flying shark. And then they had, a, you know, a, I'm trying to think, they had like a flying tiger, and they had some, then they had the, where the Santa's painted on the front, like they hit him. 
you know, all these different humorous things. But what about I don't Elon know if that's, Musk's rocket? I don't know if that's like, humorous. If you're like, you got your five-year-old kid and you're going to Disney World or whatever and Santa's plastered on the front of the fucking nose. It's like the kid starts crying. I mean, unless he's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> not funny, not funny. Not funny at all. But yeah, what about Musk? Musk doesn't have... I haven't seen anything painted on. Maybe he goes out there and he just spray paints like a Shiba Inu on the side of everything. Oh my God. You know that's coming, right? That's got to oh, be. At some point. That's going to, yeah. Yeah. Because he does the rocket thing and they land upside. I mean, Musk is right there too. But yeah, I'm, I didn't come across any, any kind of Musk art or, you know, whatever. I mean, Virgin Atlantic and Virgin Galactic. I mean, that all made sense to me. Yeah. And they got some, they have some really, really cool art. Yeah. Well, they've always been in the entertainment business too. So it kind of yeah, makes sense. Makes they, sense. They're, they're doing these extra. Yeah. I don't know about know, Elon. Bits. I'm telling you, he's out there with a can of spray paint. Just with a just stencil. Just doing things and giggling late at night in Starbase, Texas. Do you think, do you think like this is going to be a reality? Like that Shiba Emu is going to be like. Oh, he, he tweeted, he said he's going to put in a literal Dogecoin on the literal moon, whatever that means. So, I mean, he flew a car to fucking space. So, I they, precisely. So, at some point, there'll be something akin to nose art on one of Elon's rockets, oh I'm sure. All right. That's your call. That's your prediction. So, that is. We can, uh, we can see where that goes. Anyhow, you want to leave it there and, and, uh, you know, Godspeed to Bezos in that group next week. Yeah. Yeah, I wish them the best and a safe return home. Cool. All right, leave it there. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.